guys are just so festive. Finding new friends. That's awesome. I love to see it. Woo! How's everybody doing? Woo! Yeah! The other stuff gets to preach today. Yeah! It always helps when you can clap for yourself. So, um, Who got stuck in the ice storm yesterday? A few of you? I did. I was up north at my parents' house, which is two hours north of here. And I was, um, there's maybe nothing more that brings me anxiety than ice driving. And so I'm up north, um, sitting at the kitchen table, worrying about, I have to get back. I'm preaching on Sunday. My sermon's not done. And um, my sister-in-law was asking me, we're sitting at the kitchen table. She's like, okay, what are you preaching on? And so she pulls up the passage from her phone, and she starts to read it. And she goes, well, at least your drive home is a good time to trust in God. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you gave me an intro, so that was good. Um, let me pray for us before we get started. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here today to worship your name in community. Lord, I pray that you would soften our hearts for whatever it is, your Holy Spirit, who is here now, that you would prepare us for whatever it is you have for us to hear in this in-between, of the, between the holidays and this new year. Lord, speak to us. Lord, may the words that I share today be your words, not my words. Make them clear. And just be with us. Remind us that you are Emmanuel, God with us, as we wait and as we trust and as we set roots into the year to come. In your name, amen. All right, so... Um, if you've been following along with us or on your own, it is so bright up here. Oh my, I can like kind of see this front row and there's no one there. So <laughs> um, the, <laughs> if you've been following along with Mill City or at a, your church, maybe you're visiting and you go to a different church or maybe this is your first time here today or in a church in a long time and we just welcome you. Um, we've been going through a season of the church called calendar called Advent. And here at Mill City, we have been focusing on this idea of waiting well. Waiting well with love, waiting well with and in hope, joy, peace, and reminding ourselves that God is with us in the waiting. <clears throat> and so as I was planning for today and thinking about what does our community need, right? Like we are coming off of the holiday season, and I don't know about you, but my Christmas season wasn't really Hallmark worthy. Um, unfortunately, I mean, it had pieces, but there were some really hard moments, really sad news, difficult times, and I know I'm not alone in that, right? And so we're coming off of whether it was filled with joy and celebration or hard, hard news or devastation, difficult time with family, loneliness, right? We're coming off of all of that, and we're in this in-between window of time right before the new year. This is the last Sunday of 2019. A lot of us are thinking about, okay, 2020 is going to be my year. What goals am I going to set? What dreams do I have? What am I hoping for? But where we find ourselves today is waiting in the in-between of that. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to carve out time for us to sit in God's word together. Today's sermon, today's worship space is going to look a little differently than it does on a normal Sunday. We're going to spend some time dwelling in the Word, which if you've been around Mill City for a long time, 
we do this quite often. It's a simple practice of reading scripture in community and listening for God's voice together. And it's based off of an ancient practice from years, years ago called Lectio Divina, which is Latin for divine reading, because we believe that God's word is alive and that God wants to speak to us through his word. And so we're going to start today by doing a dwelling in the word on Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8. And this is how it's going to go. I'm going to read um, the first version of this. If you walked in, when you walked in today, hopefully you picked up your note sheet. I've created a special note sheet for you to be able to highlight and underline and circle and write notes or questions, whatever may be speaking to you or coming to life for you as we read through these scriptures together as a community. And so I'm going to read through the first um, set of pass- the passage with the NIV, and then Ashish is going to come up to the stage, and he's going to read it in the message version. And the reason we're doing it twice is because sometimes we need to hear things two times, or three times, or four times. And sometimes it helps to hear a different person's voice, a different tone, And in this case, you're going to hear two different versions of the same scripture. And what I want you to do is I want you to, you can close your eyes, you can follow along on your note sheet or in your Bible or up on the screen. Pay attention. What may God be wanting to highlight and show you this morning? And then after after we're done reading, I'm going to give you a minute or two of silence to reflect. And then I'm going to share a couple of my own reflections for us to think about. And then we're going to go into an extended time of worship together. So, to get us started, Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8, this is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. God's message. Cursed is the strong one who depends on mere humans, who thinks he can make it on muscle alone and sets God aside as dead weight. He's like a tumbleweed on the prairie, out of touch with the good earth. He lives rootless and aimless in a land where nothing grows. But blessed is the man who trusts me, God, the woman who sticks with God, there like trees replanted in Eden, putting down roots near the rivers. Never worry through the hottest of summers, never dropping a leaf, serene and calm through the droughts, bearing fresh fruit in every season.
What may the Holy Spirit be wanting to say to your heart this morning as we read this together and we meditate on it? And I just want to name, sometimes I'll be sitting in a small group Bible study or a gathering and we'll do a dwelling in the word like this and I find myself growing in anxiety, like, I need to have something good to say, because <laughs> I know the leader's going to ask, like, what stood out to you, and what stood out to you, and we're just going to go around the circle. And if that's you this morning, that's okay. And it's normal. <laughs> if there wasn't something that stood out to you, or, or maybe you're wrestling with, I don't know if I'm hearing from God right now in this season of my life, or, yeah, he just feels really distant, and he has for a really long time. And my prayer for you would be, one, I'm proud of you for being here. And two, hope that maybe as we talk a little bit more about this particular passage, there may be something that resonates to you as I share some of my own reflections. Um, and so I just want to, I wanted to name that this morning. There are three things as I read this and I sat in it over the last few weeks that really stood out to me that I wanted to share with you all this morning. And the first one being, Brian, can we put the um, NIV version back up on the screen? So the first thing in these first three, five through seven um, verses uh, is this idea that there are two ways to live our lives. We can either live cursed or blessed, which sounds kind of like hocus pocus to us, um, reading this from the lens by which we see it in modern day 2019. But cursed, try not to think about it in this hocus pocus karma kind of way. What it's saying is you've got two choices. You're either going to trust God and turn your life, turn your face towards him, or you're going to turn the other way and you're going to trust in something, anything other than him whether that's yourself, your finances, other people, their opinions of you, institutions, you name it. And we all do it, right? I know I do it. There are things that I'm trusting myself and my own talents or intellect or resources or people instead of just trusting him. And what this is saying is that you can't have it both ways. And the person who trusts, I love the message version as Ashish was reading it, cursed is a strong one who depends on mere humans. He or she is like a tumbleweed on the prairie, out of touch with the good earth, who lives rootless and aimless. And in the NIV version, you'll see the word prosperity there. It says that the person who um, is in the desert, they're not rooted by the water, they will not see prosperity when it comes. That word prosperity is actually the Hebrew word of tov. And we find tov all over the Bible, but the most explicit and um, meaty part of tov is this from Genesis where God creates all of creation and he says, it is good. The word there is tov. And I once had a friend um, describe to me, um, using this metaphor that I'm going to use today, he said he had the seed in his hand. It was an apple seed. And he goes, Steph, how many apple trees are going to come from this apple seed? And I was like, oh, well, one. You're going to plant it in the earth, and it's going to grow a seed. And he's like, yes. But then what's going to come of that tree if it's healthy 
and rooted, an orchard of trees. And that is what tov means. It's an ever-increasing, producing goodness. It's not just one thing, but it produces all these other good things. It's an orchard of goodness. It's not just one tree. It's a whole field of trees, an infinite amount of trees, tov. And so if we live our lives turned away from God, not trusting him, trusting in ourselves, we miss the tov that we are invited to participate in and to experience and to be to one another. The second thing that stood out to me, because I'm a total science geek, is that um, I was thinking about roots. Okay, so we've got the person that's missing out on the tove because they're not rooted, and that's juxtaposed to the tree that's planted by the water with its roots. And I was like, how do, how do roots work? Right? Like, how do they grow? Where do they know where to grow? So I got into this deep, dark hole of scientific research on roots and how they grow and how they move and how they shape themselves. And I kid you not, the most recent, this is crazy, the most recent research comes from a university in Western Australia. These scientists created an experiment using sound. And what they found is that roots grow in the direction of the sound of water. Roots are literally listening in the ground for water moving through the earth. Isn't that crazy? Right? Like, they're listening. And I was reading this other article and was talking about this, this idea, and this quote just really stood out to me. It says, The plant appears to see the direction of water only when it is trying to extract it from the environment. When cell expansion isn't driving growth, the ability to see the direction for water is reduced and the root either can't see or doesn't care where water is and starts making branches in every direction. And all I could think about was how that is exactly what I do. When I don't hear God's voice, or I'm mad because I thought I did, and now I'm sitting in a place and I feel like he's distant from me, and I, maybe I made a mistake, maybe I didn't think about it the right way, maybe I missed the boat, maybe I, I mean, fill in the blank. And so how often do we start to create all these other branches of security to hold ourselves up when the heat comes? We miss the tove. We miss the prosperity, we miss the goodness that God has for us when we do that. The third thing um, that stood out to me at the very end, it's talking about the tree rooted in the water, right? The tree, us being rooted in the one true source, God, trusting in him. And it talks about, the very end, the last verse, it has no worries in a year of drought. It never fails to bear fruit. And that is so important to us because it's the so that of why we do anything that we do. The tree that is rooted by the water is producing the fruit it was created to make. And that is what comes from us as we participate in the tove of the world and what God has for us and his hopes and his dreams for us. If we would just let it. Um, in Galatians 5, Verses 22 through 23, 
We talk a little bit about, or um, Paul talks a little bit about the fruit of the spirits, and the NIV version says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And as I was studying this, what I really, really resonated with was the message version of this exact same verse. So I want to read it over all of us this morning. But what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in the heart, and a conviction that a a basic holiness permeates the things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments, not needing to force our way in life, able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. I love that because it makes it feel like, oh, this is how those fruits of the Spirit are put into practice. This is what it could look like in my life. This is maybe where it does in some moments and definitely not in others. In just a moment, we're going to engage in an interactive activity together. And not necessarily interactive in that, like, I'm going to force you to have to talk to anybody. <laughs> but um, interactive in the sense of putting, putting this passage into practice in our own lives. Down at the front, as you come up for communion in just a couple of minutes, there are two tables set up. And on each table, you'll see a cup or a couple, a lot of, a lot of cups, a lot of cups, um, pails of dirt and seeds. And what I want you to do, and of course this is completely optional, but what I would love for you to do is to spend some time before you come up to communion today to think about and pray about what is God asking me to plant seeds of, seeds of trust in my life? Like where, where in my life is he asking me to continue to wait? Or where in life is he continuing to ask me to pay attention what area of my life needs fruit? And so you're going to come up to the table. You're going to fill your little cup with some soil. And then on each table, there are little bowls of seeds of all different shapes and sizes and colors. And maybe you feel like you need to plant one seed that just feels really weighty to you. Or maybe you need to plant three. Do however you feel led and push it into the dirt, cover it up with soil. There are little labels, if you would like, to write something to remind you what you've planted for this next year. And when you take it home with you, water it, and let it be a physical reminder of the things that you are planting in your life to turn yourself back to facing God and trusting in him instead of yourself. Let it be a reminder of the tove that you hope for and that you know and we know God will bring into our lives as we continue to move in his direction. Trusting that that seed is going to germinate and the little roots are going to grow, just like in our lives, as we continue to seek his faith.
his face beyond our own and our own capabilities. Please pray for us. And then we're going to enter into an extended time of worship together as we do these activities. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, remind us of the areas in our lives where we are missing out on seeing your tov, your goodness, your faithfulness. Help us to see the areas of our lives that need to be surrendered to you. Help us to actually do that in this next year as we root ourselves in who you say that we are, in our identity in you. May our roots, may our person be so grounded in your truth and trusting you and not be swayed when the heat of life comes. We want to trust you, God. We want to hear your voice. We want to sense you. Help us to do that. Help us to help each other do that when we're struggling. And let us know that as we continue to move towards you, our ability to do that will be strengthened. In your holy and precious name, amen.